Hello, and a warm welcome to the Pensions Regulator's latest podcast on Pensions Dashboards. I'm your host, Lucy Stone, and I'm the Pensions Dashboards Business Lead here at TPR. We are recording this podcast on Wednesday, 18th of August, 2022. Pensions Dashboards will allow people to see their pensions information online, all in one place, including their state pension. Industry has high hopes that providing this aggregated view of people's savings will be a significant step forward in terms of engaging people with their pensions and supporting them to make better decisions. But there's a huge amount of complexity involved in delivering pensions dashboards. The success of dashboards depends on the digitization, accessibility and accuracy of data and the development of new IT systems and interfaces to support the flow of data from savers to schemes and back again. At TPR, we recognize that this is a big challenge for industry. There are over 3,000 occupational pension schemes in scope for the new duties, and the makeup of these schemes varies hugely in terms of benefit type, size, and data quality. And for those who have not been paying data or technology the attention they deserve, there is a lot of catching up to do. Understandably, we've been asked many questions about the steps trustees and scheme managers need to take to comply with their duties. So I welcome two guests joining me on today's podcast, Chris Curry, Principal of the Pensions Dashboard Programme at the Money and Pension Service, and our very own Executive Director of Regulatory Policy, Analysis and Advice, David Fares. Hi, Chris and David. Thank you so much for joining me today. So first of all, can you briefly talk us through PDP and TPR's roles in Pensions Dashboard? I'm going to come to Chris first, please. Thank you very much, Lucy. Uh, As you might expect, the Pensions Dashboards programme has quite a big role uh, in the delivery of Pensions Dashboards in the UK. Uh, Although obviously we're not doing this alone, we're working in partnership with a number of other organisations. So the main function uh, of the Pensions Dashboards programme is to deliver the central technical architecture. So that's the digital pipework, if you like, uh, which will allow Pensions Dashboards to operate that will connect data providers at one end with users through pensions dashboards at the other. Uh, But it's not just a technology brief. There's also a lot of governance work which needs to go alongside that. So that will uh, make sure that uh, that anyone using the technology can use it safely and securely. And there's an element of trust within that framework. Uh, So there's entire ecosystem which uh, we are responsible for delivering. On top of that, uh, the money and pension service itself is also responsible for uh, first the devising and then the implementation of sets of standards which uh, data providers or dashboard providers will need to comply with, uh, as well as uh, managing the connections between uh, all the different participants in the pensions dashboards ecosystem. Uh, It's also worth saying what the pensions dashboards program isn't responsible for and what we're not responsible for is, is the policy and legislation around pensions dashboards. That's very much within the remit of the Department for Work and Pensions in doing that. Uh, It's also worth mentioning as well that there is uh, another part of the money and pension service which is involved in this, which is delivering uh, the money and pension service dashboard alongside its money helper service. Uh, And that's going to be a kind of public available, free to use pensions dashboard, which ensures that there will always be uh, a pensions dashboard available for people who want to use it. In the case of the pensions regulator, TPR, uh, our primary role is to be responsible for the uh, compliance and uh, enforcement of scheme managers and trustees of occupational pension schemes with the duties uh, that they'll have in relation to the pensions dashboard. Uh, 
Um, what does that mean? Well, uh, we, we need to communicate uh, with our regulated community. We need to educate them on uh, expectations. Uh, and we're doing that through uh, providing guidance, uh, some of which we've already provided, but we'll be updating as regulations change. Uh, we recognize that uh, trustees and managers do need time to prepare for the dashboard going live. So we are going to write to them uh, at least 12 months ahead of their uh, staging deadline to set out exactly what that staging deadline is, but also our expectations of them uh, in the run-up to, to the deadline. So they've got very clear understanding uh, of what they need to do uh, by the time of their deadline. We'll also be consulting on a uh, compliance and enforcement policy, uh, which sets out our expectations, uh, responsibilities, and how we might seek to drive compliance through enforcement action. Uh, we'll do that once the regulations uh, are laid before Parliament, which is expected uh, later this year. Uh, and we're also working very closely with uh, colleagues in the FCA. Obviously, they're doing uh, exactly the same as us in respect of their uh, regulated community uh, and working also very closely with the FRC. Okay, thank you very much. Pinterest dashboards have been talked about for a long time. Are they really going to happen? If I can start off answering that one, Lucy, uh, yes, they definitely are going to happen. Uh, you're right that it's taken quite a while to, to get to this point. And in fact, it was uh, 2019 that the Pensions Dashboards programme was first set up, charged with delivering Pensions Dashboards in the UK. So that's already uh, three years ago that we've been working on this uh, on this programme. But an awful lot has happened in that time already. I think, uh, although it sounds quite straightforward, uh, delivering pensions information to people online securely and all in one place, there's actually an awful lot that has to go on behind the scenes to achieve that. Uh, importantly, the legislation uh, is, is nearly all the way through. Uh, so we will already have the, the, the primary legislation, which makes it a requirement for uh, pension providers and schemes to provide the information that will be shown on pensions dashboards. Uh, and as David mentioned earlier, the secondary legislation, uh, the regulations, we're expecting that to pass through before the end of this year as well. Uh, so the, the, the legal framework for, for pensions dashboards will be in place already. We've done an awful lot of work as well on the technology. Uh, we're already testing and developing that, and uh, that's that's a long way through uh, to being completed as well. Uh, so I think by the end of this year, all schemes will have a very clear idea uh, of both when they need to comply and what it is they need to do to comply with the new legislation that's in place. Uh, so I think we are, really are now uh, kind of hardwired onto the track for the delivery of pensions dashboards uh, and they will be with us relatively soon. It's safe to say that government and IT projects have a checkered past. Chris, does the technology work? That's a, that's a fair point. We've all heard the stories uh, about historic IT projects which either overrun or uh, exceed in cost or, or sometimes don't actually work. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say that none of that is, is, is happening on the Pensions Dashboards programme. Uh, so we entered into a test phase uh, earlier this year towards the early summer, uh, which will be leaving hopefully by uh, the end of the summer and into early autumn, where we already have constructed the vast majority of the end-to-end the -end technology that we need to deliver, uh, to provide the infrastructure that will deliver the information for pensions dashboard. So we already have within our test environment, uh, the ability for an individual to log on to a pensions dashboard to make a request for that information to go through to uh, a pension provider and at the moment dummy data to be sent back to that pensions dashboard so we know that the system works. 
Uh, as I said, we're going through a series of tests for that at the moment, uh, and we're expecting to be able to start developing that further and to be using live information on that, real information from real consumers later in that year. So, so definitely the technology already exists. We have it now uh, and it's working. So uh, we definitely are expecting it to be a success when it becomes available and when the vast majority of pension providers start to connect from next year. Thanks very much. Um, So that all sounds very promising. What should schemes be doing now in the lead up to their connection deadline? Thank you, Lucy. Uh, You know, the connection deadline is really important. So first uh, point of call is to understand what the uh, connection deadline for you is. It does depend on uh, size of scheme, the type of scheme that you are. Uh, it's possible, but unlikely, I think, that uh, the deadline could change as a, uh, as and when the regulations get finalised. So worth going back and double checking that, but understanding what your time scale that you're working to is really important. Think about how you're going to connect uh, to the dashboard and who the suppliers are that are involved in that connection are going to be. I'm thinking particularly around administrators, software providers. Uh, talk to them about how they're getting ready for the dashboard and how they're working with uh, other clients. Probably also worth putting pension dashboards on as a regular item on your trusty agenda. Uh, there's quite a lot of work to get through in the in the run up to the dashboard going live. So uh, make sure that it's a regular item. Talk about how prepared uh, your various suppliers are. Also think about actually when requests come through for individual data from the dashboard, how are you going to check that you're providing data for the right person? So think about how you're going to match requests uh, with the records that you hold. Make sure that you uh, are confident that those are accurate, they're complete, uh, and they'll do the job that you're expecting. And uh, importantly, do please read our guidance. TPR has put out some detailed guidance. uh, And we've also provided a checklist so that you can track your uh, progress against uh, the actions that we're expecting you to take. Thank you, David. Uh, Chris, is there anything you'd like to add? I mean, I think there's a very comprehensive list. I think all I would say is is start as soon as you can. Uh, there's an awful lot to get through, as we've just heard from that answer. Uh, and the sooner you start it, the sooner uh, the, the, you're more likely to be finished uh, and more likely to be able to meet the deadlines which are going to be set. So uh, I don't think you can start early enough. OK, thank you. So connection deadlines are not yet law until the regulations are laid and made. What is the risk that schemes spend resource preparing and yet the deadlines actually change? The government has published its consultation response to the draft regulations, which did set out some uh, changes to the timeline, uh, but we're not really expecting any further significant changes. Um, So I do think it's really important, absolutely critical that trustees do start to take action uh, to get ready for their their staging date uh, or, you know, unfortunately, we will have to take enforcement action against them. Um, I think, you know, some things such as uh, taking stock of data working out whether it's complete, it's accurate, whether it's ready to be digitised, what needs to be done to improve it are really important. Uh, And trustees really should be doing uh, those things already. Uh, You know, I think it's pretty clear that the success of uh, pensions dashboards depends on a lot of the industry cooperating, working together uh, so that we can provide individuals and uh, with information around their pension savings. 
So we, you know, we do urge trustees to think about taking action, starting about taking action uh, well ahead of their staging deadline, uh, making sure that they've got a plan in place and that they're not leaving tasks to the very last minute where uh, demand for resources could be quite tight. Thank you. Chris, anything you'd like to add to that? Just to reiterate that uh, I would agree with David, we're not expecting there to be any substantive changes at all to to the timelines or to the staging deadlines. Uh, I would, if I was a trustee, be, be willing to take that as, as when we were going to need to deliver. Uh, I think that will be confirmed in the coming months. And so uh, it, it isn't going to be long before you're going to know for certain. But again, uh, as we've previously talked about, getting a head start, uh, getting further through the work is probably a good thing. This work is going to have to be done. Uh, so it doesn't matter whether you finish a month early. It's much better finishing a month early than finishing a month late. Uh, and and uh, I think that the steer that we're getting very clearly is that uh, pensions dashboards will be delivered and the timescale that is set out in legislation is going to be the timescale that's going to be used. Uh, so I would very strongly recommend taking that as the basis for any action that you're taking. Thank you very much. Um so can you talk us through, David, what happens if schemes fail to connect to dashboards or perform other duties relating to pensions dashboards? So, yeah, just to be clear, it's going to be compulsory for trustees and scheme managers of schemes that are in scope to uh, comply with pensions dashboard requirements to provide data to the dashboard. So TPR has been given new powers to issue compliance notices and penalties to trustees and managers if they fail to meet those requirements. And that includes connecting and maintaining their connection with the dashboards, complying with technical data and other standards that the money and pension service sets. So TPR, we can uh, issue compliance notices and penalty notices to third parties where they've caused non-compliance. And that does include administrators, integrated service providers, and employers. So these new powers sit alongside our existing powers, uh, which we'll continue to use if we think it's appropriate to do so. We will be consulting on our compliance and enforcement policy once the final regulations have been laid in Parliament. And as I say, we're expecting that uh, later this year. And, and just to note, the FCA are also setting rules and regulating compliance of personal and stakeholder pension schemes uh, in a very similar way to the way that we're approaching what will be your approach to non-compliance? How tough are you going to be? So DWP's draft regulations have proposed new powers, as I say, for uh, pensions regulator. Uh, similar to most of our powers, that is, include penalty notices in respect of a failure or contravention to comply. Uh, and those are capped at £5,000 per breach if the person is an individual or a maximum of £50,000 per breach in other cases. And we'll have discretion over if and how we use these powers. Uh, and we will, of course, use our powers fairly and proportionally as we do uh, in other areas. Uh, how we do that, we'll set it out in our compliance and enforcement policy, uh, as I say, which we'll be consulting on uh, later this year, just after those final regulations have been laid in Parliament. Thank you. Let's talk now about the dashboards available point. For anyone not immersed in pensions dashboards, this is the point at which dashboards will be launched to the wider public when anyone who wants to use them can. This obviously has implications for industry who will need to gear up to process large number of queries, but also be able to deal with customer queries arising as a result of the use of dashboards. How much notice will industry get before the go live date? 
Uh, we know that industry has asked for a stage approach rather than a big bang approach and schemes and administrators are concerned they may not have enough time to prepare and gear up for surge in demand. So uh, I'm going to ask Chris, how much notice will industry get? Well, I think it's important to say that uh, that, that we're very much uh involved i think in uh, and very keen on always being in constant communication with the industry going forward uh, as we have been throughout the whole program so i don't think there's anything which has been happened over the past 18 months or so or we'd expect to happen over the next 18 months to two years which should be a surprise to industry we're trying to be consistent in our approach uh, and we're trying to trail as much as we uh, can about what's likely to happen and when uh, People will have seen that the Department for Work and Pensions recently consulted uh, on a proposal that would give at least 90 days notice uh, of the dashboard being launched to the public. Uh, as I said, that's a minimum part of that. Uh, and I don't think uh, that that is likely to just appear out of nowhere. Uh, we've got a very uh, clear program of engagement that we're going to be operating with industry over the next 18 months or so uh, through the staging uh, process uh, and onboarding of schemes as they uh, become attached to the infrastructure as we go forward. And we'll be in constant dialogue, letting uh, the rest of the industry know any insights that we gain from from how people uh, or how organisations are connecting, uh, any difficulties they have, how our onboarding is improving uh, and what's happening with the, with the service. Now, I think it's very important also uh, to realise that, that once uh, people are connected, uh, there's going to be a whole range of other activities which uh, which will be happening with those schemes and with potential and certain members of those schemes as well. Uh, so the dashboard's available point is not something which will just uh, appear from nowhere. Uh, it's going to be based on a number of different factors. Obviously, as we've said publicly before, uh, the amount of coverage of pension, pension schemes and pension arrangements is an important part of that. Our consumer research continually shows very strongly that unless people find the vast majority, if not all of their pensions, then they have a disappointing experience and we don't want anyone to be disappointed with a pensions dashboard. So we need a large number of pensions to be findable through the pensions pensions finder service part of the pensions dashboard before we make them available to the public. But it's also, I think, making sure that the service is working properly, uh, that the standards that uh, organisations in terms of how they return information, the type of information that's being returned and the time it takes, uh, are of acceptable levels uh, and we'll also be doing an awful lot of user testing uh, between now and the time that we decide to make, make pensioners dashboards available. It's worth bearing in mind uh, all the way through, I think, this who we are creating pensions dashboards for. They are for the consumer. And so we need to make sure that when pensions dashboards are available to the consumer, they work for the consumer. And so starting with pretty low numbers towards the end of this year, but as we get more and more pension schemes and more and more pensions uh, available to be found uh, through pensions dashboards over the next 18 months or so, we will increase the numbers of people who uh, are used to test the pensions dashboard and use that insight to help develop the service further. Uh, and we're going to have to take all of these factors into account before we determine exactly when the dashboard available point will be. We will be in constant communication with the industry, uh, as we have been so far up until this point, and transparent about what we're finding, what developments we think we need to make, uh, what criteria we're likely to be using. And so by the time that there's an announcement uh, of when the dashboard available point will be, it should be a surprise to no one. Thank you. Quite a specific question here. DB schemes at the moment don't have to send benefit statements as a matter of course, uh, and those who do send benefit statements tend to focus on active members. 
So there's quite a lot of work to do for DB schemes to bring value information up to date, in particular for deferred members. And uh, schemes are expected to spend resources uh, to make sure this information is available. And this is from the point their duty starts, so from the point they are connected. But there could be a long gap between when they're connected and the dashboard available point we've just talked about. And some could argue that the cost benefit of uh, bringing these benefits up to date ahead of the dashboard available point is disproportionate. Uh, what would you say to this? I think there's a couple of points which are worth making uh, in this space. And firstly, is just to reiterate, uh, as in the, the, the previous or the discussion we've just had about why we're doing this. And our, our testing suggests that consumers really want to know and understand the value of their pensions, as well as just seeing where they have them. So from a consumer point of view, it's really important that we have this information on dashboards. Uh, about the point of it being available when people connect rather than at the dashboard available point. Uh, in, in a number of ways, that's, that's really just good practice to make sure the schemes are actually ready, uh, I think, for doing that. By the time defined benefit schemes are connecting, uh, we'll be into uh, 2024 for the vast majority of them. So we're not expecting there to be a, a significant delay between when they connect and the dashboard available point uh, in doing that. But as I mentioned, an important part of the work we're doing between now and the dashboard available point is going to be that user testing and in order for that user testing to work properly we need people to be able to see the value so we can test what they see what they understand what they like what they don't like what will lead them uh, to take positive actions and what might lead them to take negative actions so it's really important that we have that information available in order for the service to then work properly when it does become uh, available to the public so uh, I think there's a number of reasons why uh, we think it's really important that DB schemes do get ready and do have that information available uh, for the time they connect. Thank you very much. Industry has expressed concern about who will ultimately pay for the work that's needed to deliver dashboards and the work required to prepare data and technology. Who is paying for all this? So I don't think we can we can hide from the fact that there probably are going to be costs and there probably going to be a strain on resources in terms of uh, getting data ready and, and connecting it to the dashboard. Uh, I mean, the extent of that really depends on how well prepared uh, organisations, pension schemes have been in the past, how much they've uh, invested in ensuring that their data is accurate and complete uh, and provided in a digital format. So it will vary, I think, from uh, organisation to organisation. But I think it's probably true that the the pensions industry hasn't been uh, paying as much attention to data quality, to administration, uh, and and uh, even technology, perhaps uh, as it should have done uh, in the past. So there is a degree, I think, for some pension schemes to be uh, playing catch up in terms of getting their data to to the right place. Uh, but it's important that they do because they are going to have to comply with the uh, requirements of dashboard, their dashboard duties. Uh, DWP has done an impact assessment and that will be published alongside uh, the regulations. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, trustees shouldn't really just look at this as a burden. There are some great benefits that, that are will come from the dashboard uh, in terms of communication to members and understanding of members of how well prepared they are in terms of their uh, retirement savings. Uh, and there'll be some side benefits. There will be improvement in data quality, uh, which will actually will make administration much easier going uh, forward. It will, uh, the dashboard will connect savers with their lost pension pots where they perhaps not kept administrators or their pension schemes up to date. So I think, you know, there are some good 
good uh, opportunities and benefits from from the dashboard uh, as well as the burden that it's it's placing on organizations chris do you want to add anything to that i would i think i would i, I would just say uh, i think the, the point that david made towards the end is is really important that there are are benefits for the industry as well as consumers from from pensions dashboards and a lot of the work that's going on behind the scenes in order to bring the the, the data the quality of the data uh, the format of the data up to the standard required for pensions dashboards is probably the minimum that you would expect there to be going forward anyway uh, there is a, a real value to have uh, good data which you can trust and understand and that will in the long run bring its own benefits uh, I think later on through through the process which schemes go through. So, and here is the big question, is industry going to be ready in time? Uh, I, th I think they will be. Uh, industry has uh, a really good history of actually rising to the challenge uh, when they're pressed and when they're really up against it. I mean, automatic enrolment is a really good example of that. Uh, but I think from our own engagement, we've seen that there is an awful lot of appetite out there for organisations, for, for the pensions industry to engage with what we're doing and to want to get ready. So if we look back at uh, the consultation that the Department of Work and Pensions ran about the regulations, uh, I think over the four web webinars that we supported them on, there were over 600 attendees uh, on those. Uh, and similarly, the consultation that we've just run ourselves uh, around the, the standards, uh, which is still open until until the end of August, uh, on, on, on the three webinars there, we had over 500 people uh, attending as part of that, all asking questions, all wanting to know what to do, uh, and all very keen uh, on taking this forward. Uh, we've also had some really, really good engagement through the working groups that we've had right the way through the program. Uh, and you just have to look at at the, the way in which we were able to recruit seven uh, major organisations to be alpha participants. So to help us during the testing phase, uh, we've got a number of dashboard providers helping us as well. There is a lot of appetite in the industry to make this work well. Uh, and some organisations are already really well through their planning uh, and their implementation as well. So we, we have been talking about the pensions dashboard and what it means for pension schemes. We have been encouraging uh, pension schemes to make sure that their data is accurate, that it's complete and it's ready to be digitised. And so uh, we are going to be taking a robust approach to uh, non-compliance. We do think we've been signalling uh, ahead of time what uh, trustees need to do. And we're emphasising that as part of our deadline campaign. So very much we think the time is now. If you've not already started to prepare for the dashboard, now is the time to take action. Now is to time to make sure that your data is complete, accurate and ready to be digitised. Now is the time to be thinking about how you're going to get that data uh, into the dashboard. So I say we will take a robust approach to organisations that haven't uh, put the right effort in. Uh, but equally, we are a reasonable and proportionate regulator. So if organisations uh, are having particular challenges, if they've got reasonable uh, reasons why they're struggling to uh, comply, then of course we're going to engage with them. Uh, we'll engage with the industry on, on challenges and issues that it has in uh, implementing the dashboard. Uh, so we will uh, have a dialogue, we'll continue to have a dialogue with industry uh, so that we understand the challenges and the issues that the dashboard makes. But uh, we have been signalling for some time now that dashboard is coming. So uh, if you haven't taken any action to date, now is the time to get on with it. So that was our last question. A big thank you both for bringing clarity to those subjects. We really hope this podcast goes some way to helping schemes prepare for their duties. It's safe to say we are all learning. As schemes prepare and connect to dashboards, there will be challenges to overcome and issues to be resolved. 
And as David highlighted, we need to maintain an open dialogue. We can only help if we know what's happening and then we can work together to solve problems. As I mentioned earlier, we recognise that this is a big challenge for industry. The pension regulator will be writing to all schemes at least 12 months ahead of their deadline, but we really urge schemes to start their preparations right away. You can find our guidance and what you need to do on TPR's website. Thank you again to both Chris and David for your time today, and thank you all for listening. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you.